0: Yeah, yeah, we've been recording for like the last minute and a half, yeah.
1: Will I talk about how disgusting my body is?
0: Yes. Um, good news is, is that up until the point you put the microphone to your mouth, odds are good that nobody could hear okay. that. Now they can.
1: For those of you who've never seen pictures of me because I'm very reclusive, um, my body is covered in boils and sores. Um, just just from, from head to toe, never healed. I'm covered in scars. And and sadness, and I wear a mask and <laughs> the hood, the cape.
0: None of this is true, by the way. Um, You're no fun, Tim. I know. Uh, I am Tim Harvey, and, and you are. And who are you? I'm the Phantom
1: of the Dustin.
0: <laughs> yes, and this is on Apocalypse Now. Yes, And this is our weekly Preacher recording right. as we come up to the, f- this is the second to last episode this season. Of Are Preacher. sure? I just, no, we're not sure, but that's, that seems AMC, to be the case. Look,
1: AMC is so good about like only two episodes left of this show that you've grown to slightly hate, but they have not done that with Preacher. And it's like, is this show just going to continue on well, forever? Well, we just
0: got the ad for next week's episode, which is the final episode of the season.
1: They, they just said that. Said did that. They say that. Yes, they did. I don't feel like they said that. I think you're lying to me.
0: <laughs> it's entirely possible. I could be, but I'm not, as far yeah. as you know. Okay. So yes, we are. Um, We're va- rapidly coming up to the end right. of what it basically seems to be the prequel to the comic book.
1: Sure, we'll we'll go with that. I think that's our, our that's our working theory.
0: Because for those of you who have read the comic, you know that. Very little of what we've seen this season is in the comic, the way that it was. But for the folks who are new to it, which is the majority of viewers, is honestly, you know, is are going to be new to a. You know, the comic was published in the '90s, so
1: true. Um, I've seen the hardcover books in Barnes and Noble.
0: Right. So.
1: Borders before they imploded. Thank you, Amazon.com.
0: It wasn't Amazon.com's fault. It was Amazon.com. It was not. I used to work for Borders. It was not their fault. It was this, It was the fact that they kept hiring people who were uh, clothing store managers as opposed to bookstore managers. Oh. Clothing store. My my boss at the end was oh God, a clothing yeah, store sorry, manager who guys. didn't read, and her boss was a shoe store manager who also didn't read. Right. So that's – and that was uh, – there was a lot of that going on in the company. So, well, yeah. Exactly. Um, um,
1: sitting across across the room from us is my my uh, dainty slip of a girl, sister Katie, um, who who came to visit all the way from Texas, and she brought my mother. And my mother is sitting in the shadows in the in the dining room, uh, doing something on her phone. Katie is sitting across from us, watching and judging. Uh, and maybe later I will make her venture over here and and share thoughts on preacher. I know that we when we've had ladies on this podcast before, they always start off that way, like quietly and demurely, like shaking their head, "Oh no, no, I could I could never speak to the four people that listen to your radio show." And <laughs> uh, and by the end, they're always like mic in hand, like giving a magnum opus. Hi, Anne Marie,
0: and. Uh, <laughs> We miss you, Anne-Marie. Yeah.
1: So, Katie, I will accept your demure no right now, but I'm pretty sure you're going to have something to say. You've already done a non-sequitur at Tim already once. So I know you're going to have something to say about Preacher when we start talking about that. (laughs) No, we have to... (laughs) Well, we do... Is we talk about almost anything else, we digress
0: then, right off the bat, and, and then we work our way around to the show.
1: Yeah, unless it's Fear the Walking Dead, then we just fight so hard to not have to talk about that show.
0: You no, know, we fight to get it over with as soon as possible. We, it is coming back. They're running the ads um, for the, for the second half of the Fear the Walking Dead season. And did you watch the trailer? You know what? I have not. For um, you know all kinds of reasons. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, one of the big plot points of the trailer seems to be a drug addict's son, whose name I can't remember right now, Uh uh, is walking towards Tijuana. Of course he is. Because you know know that that's exactly where he would be heading. Of course. Of course that's where he's heading. Of course. All the drugs are in Tijuana.
0: Uh, I'm not looking forward to it coming back.
1: No one is. No one is.
0: It's been renewed again. You know that, right? Uh, I (laughs) know. Anyway, all right, let's talk about Preacher, because okay. <clears throat> uh, things tonight, just like last week, if you look at things from the point of view of lots of things happening, yes, things did, lots of things did not happen tonight.
1: Lots of things did not happen tonight. But a lot happened. But so much happened.
0: And so, basically, we, we kick off, goodness, what did we start with? Saint we, of
1: Killers... It was it, where we started it, again. Right. The continuation, the finishing of the Saint of Killers story, which we, is him returning back to town, murdering it, everyone. He
0: slaughters the entire town.
1: And then dying in a tornado?
0: Looks like it, or a, or a storm of some kind.
1: A, a, a twister. But, uh... The, the twister got him.
0: It is, it is a particularly low-key kind, at least initially, this kind of low-key kind of mass murder where... <laughs> He walks up to the schoolhouse. Sure. And okay. you, don't even, you don't even realize what he's done until he goes to the bar. And he's standing there, and that, that horrible preacher comes yeah. out and who, who knew him from the war. Yeah. And, and he's
1: all like, do you accept Jesus as your lord and
0: savior? Which awfully uh, uh, on-the-nose parallel to Jesse with, with Odin. Oh, sure. Okay. And, and it was the exact same kind of speech. Uh, ended slightly differently. And but we did actually get Jesus used in the context of, of religion yeah, so as religion opposed to the first time. Uh, of course
1: it was probably it's one of those great, oh good, that's the guy we get.
0: Right. So the um this does not go well for the preacher no. or everybody else in the bar because he that the, the saint basically opens up the bag uh, no, he's. You gotta say his line. He says, you, oh, yeah. you
1: love Jesus, and the Saint of Killers goes. I love my horse, mm. I loved my daughter, and I loved my wife. And uh, as, well, as for Jesus, he can meet us all in
0: hell. He can meet us all in hell. Yeah, and he... a good one.
1: And then he opens up the bag that he's got on his back, and it happens to be the American flag that's hanging in front of the schoolhouse, and inside of the American flag are...
0: The heads of the children.
1: The heads of the children. For those of you that had the heads of the children... Uh, in your uh bingo card please feel free to mark that now uh i think you're gonna hit a lot of your of your uh spaces this week because if you had fed to vampires you're gonna hit something uh sure Um, sure if you had uh strangled in a bathtub you're gonna hit something Mm, yeah true um and if you, if you had severed hand used to make phone call.
0: This is a very peculiar game of bingo where you're playing here. <laughs> in my brain.
1: In my brain hole with all those people that I'm uh, playing with. Yeah.
0: Me. So it's yeah, he murders everyone in the bar. And, and I just
1: glanced up and I like could just see my mother sitting at the table in the dark. The, the, her phone glinting off of her glasses. And she's looking at me like, this is what I raised. She wonders where she went wrong. You can tell.
0: It's, I don't think she's been wondering that for a while, though. Yeah, probably, this, is a, this is not a limited to this evening kind of deal.
1: Yeah. any anywho, so enough about my family's pain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yes, we we finally get to see the end of the the preacher story, because, uh, the the phantom killer story, because clearly he starts pouring himself a drink in the middle of the storm and just waiting to die. Yeah. And which happens? Which
1: happens? And let's get to skip all the way to the end of the episode sure. because then we see that that the saint of killers is reliving those three four days over and over and over again. So his
0: daughter falling sick, going for the medicine, getting attacked in town, getting home too late, uh, going back and murdering everyone, and yeah. then rinse and repeat over and over, over and over, and over again.
1: again for all of eternity. And until until Beard Angel and Hair Angel show up,
0: who, by the way, um, have I have never. I don't travel a lot, but when I have, mm. I have never found the travel agency that basically will book you a ticket to actual hell.
1: We went to Florida a couple <laughs> of times. Yeah, oh, for favors. sexual favors
0: <laughs> with angels. So, mm-hmm. um, so they go into this place, and it's it looks like your little rinky dink. You know, right. Oh
1: well. First, first beard angel and hair angel are going to decide instead of going to hell, they want to call heaven and
0: finally tell them what's going on. Throw themselves on the mercy of the Lord, and yeah,
1: and hope that that maybe their punishment will only be banishment and exile for all eternity. You know, maybe they'll get lucky and that will be their punishment. But then they go to look for the phone and they don't have the phone because hair angel hid it under the bed. Because uh, he thought it would be ironic. Because no one looks under the bed anymore. And uh, so, no, it's not. it's gone. So now they have no choice but to go to hell. And I was thinking, oh, we're going to go to hell and get Eugene. But no, it's we're going to hell to get the Saint of Killers to kill off Jesse.
0: So they go to this this hole-in-the-wall kind of cheap-looking place and sit down and have a very normal conversation and book tickets to hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know that it was that easy. Well, so like I said,
1: we did go to Florida. And I think, <laughs> I think that if, if hell is the worst, if hell is, like this show just said, the worst things that ever happened to you in your life, playing over and over and over on repeat uh, for all eternity, then my mother's hell will be being at Disney World in Florida with her family For you know the two times that we went, because yeah, (laughs) four days in a row um, on an eternal
0: loop, forever and and ever and ever. Amen. I used to
1: have this habit, Tim, where I would lick my lips, and I we went, and it's not so bad when you do that sort of thing where you live, Mm -hmm. but when you do that thing in a new climate like Florida, which is muggy, sure. Um, I developed this this chapped lips that went from underneath my nose oh to the middle of my chin.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I couldn't eat anything. Oh, Everything yuck. I tried to eat was painful. Mm-hmm. And while I'm sure that it was bad for me, because that's really my only memory of that, uh-huh. I'm sure that it was worse for my mother because all she got for her whole vacation was was her obnoxious son complaining about how he had maimed himself. And and then a few, Katie was little at the time, and she needed diaper changes. And also, my entire extended family was there as well, uh, and, and they're a delight. So,
0: yeah. So not, not your favorite memory.
1: No. Uh, no, the one we when I forced them all to go back when I graduated from high school, I liked that a lot better. <laughs> um, but I don't know if they did. <laughs> I enjoyed that trip. It was it and Mom says it rained and was muggy, and it was terrible. I just oh, Universal Studios was fun. Now that the Harry Potter thing is open, I might take the kids someday.
0: But we digress. Uh, of course. Anywho. <laughs> so the angels uh, make their way to hell. They find the preacher in the midst of one of his eternal loops. I'm oh, sorry, the saint, saint of killers. killers in the midst of one of his eternal loops. And they walk in after he's slaughtered everybody. Yeah. Again. And it's another another moment in the show where you get to see the effects of the bloodbath that this show often turns into. Um, we got
1: we got a couple of those this week,
0: and so he comes down the stairs, and they're walking through all the corpses, and he pulls the guns on that his guns on them, and you know they say we have a job for you, and he says what What's the job?"
1: And Beard Angel says, "We'll tell you when we get out of here." And so he gets shot in the face, and and Hair Angel's like, "We want you to kill a preacher. Please don't shoot me in the face."
0: And you can tell that for, I don't know, pretty pretty evident reasons, he might be considering the job, considering mm-hmm. his his fondness for preachers. As we've established here, right. We also got to see the Angels hotel room, motel room.
1: Oh right, which and it's still gross, which is Super still gross. an abattoir. Um,
0: and that's a ten dollar word. We also get to find out uh, that the other angel. Oh my god! It
1: shouldn't be this funny. It isn't. Okay, it so shouldn't be that
0: funny. So but it if you was guys will remember. So we had, a, two or three episodes ago, we had the giant angel fight yeah. in, the, in the motel room with Jesse and Cassidy and mm-hmm. the angels, and, and they kept saying, don't kill her, don't kill her, because mm-hmm. every time you kill an angel, they just respawn somewhere else, and the corpse stays there. Right. So every time, Jesse and, Cor- and Cassidy would keep killing her. Right. And then she would kill kill one of the other two angels, and somehow Jesse and Cassidy avoided being killed altogether. And so the bodies just kept piling up. Yeah. Well, they whether fi- or not
1: Cassidy can be killed is, eh. yeah. Anyway, so so the sheriff is called to the hotel room because blood and gore and viscera, and he goes into the bathroom and finds the lady angel in the <laughs> tub covered in ice uh, with no arms or legs, and and she asks him to kill her, and at first he's like, no, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay. And then she, like, you know, makes it very an impassioned plea, and so he strangles her to death, and in his mind he's doing this mercy-killing, like, he's it's crossing a serious line for
0: him. Oh, sure, of course.
1: Uh, mercy-killing this woman, uh, but what he doesn't know is that she responds like, immediately behind him, and then just turns around and walks out of the room. Yeah, it's...
0: It's a it's a scene that's funny and it really shouldn't uh, it's be. It's also
1: very distru- It's, it's just, so it's it's funny when you first like see her cuz you're like haha we know she's an angel and right. this is not this is not like a big physical like she's not really a traumatized woman. She's this otherworldly creature, and this is just a minor inconvenience for her.
0: But from his point of view, that's but, exactly what yeah. she is. She's exactly, you know, a, a horribly traumatized person who who is asking to be released for what, what will be a lifetime of of just pain and agony. Yeah. And yet the scene is the scene is really disturbing and really funny. And it's it's another example of this show with that weird balance of. Bizarre humor in the midst of just awfulness, because Jesse has gone on the run.
1: Yeah, with the phone, he made it. He he made he he told uh, he told King Cannon that he was going to bring God next week, but then he also told the sheriff that Eugene was there waiting for him, and then said, "Oops, by the way, I sent him to hell," and you know, the sheriff's not. Going to jump immediately to oh you literally sent him to the metaphysical realm of hell right he his thinking would be oh you've murdered my child and so he's like gonna I'm arresting you and sending you to prison and you're gonna get murdered by peoples uh, and Jesse's all like nope later jumps out of the police car <laughs> see you Sunday yeah
0: <laughs> it rolls out.
1: And spends the rest of the episode hiding from the police
0: and he goes, he gets pancakes from the homeless, yes, right. which is a delightful
1: twist on on how that usually goes
0: yeah and, and some merlot for breakfast yes uh, and meanwhile, uh, tulip has invited uh, our uh, admin lady
1: yes, over and she's like, "Oh, by the who um." Cassie is a vampire, and I've been feeding him household pets, but he's not really healing. So, if you wouldn't mind continuing to shove guinea pigs under the door while I go murder someone in Albuquerque, I would super appreciate it later. And leaves admin lady standing there with an angora rabbit.
0: Her, the look on her face (laughs) through all the entire, in fact, everything involving her this episode. The look on her face is just. Magical, yeah. Because she's she's absorbing it and she's processing it, and she's got this glazed look of disbelief. And then finally,
1: and she's like, "I can file this." <laughs> <laughs> and she, she,
0: you see her makes take, it happen. I'm she, falling off the couch. Oh. You, you see her walking um, down the hall. In, what, in like the only horror movie shot this show has had? You yes. see her walking down the hall with the guinea pig on her shoulder. Yes. And she's stroking the guinea pig. And I looked at Dustin and I said, this is how she's going to die. This is how we're going to lose her. Mm-hmm. You know, Cassidy's going to eat her. And he's like, you think so? And I said, maybe. And then... She puts the guinea pig in
1: there and closes the door and the guinea pig gets it.
0: Right. And then we see her watching... Is that Was that Psycho? Uh, I don't
1: know. I think it was Psycho. I think it might have been Psycho.
0: And it's about, you know... Your place in the world and feeling trapped in your life and how you can get out of the trap don't let yourself be trapped in the yeah. bio and the look on her face we're going oh god she's going to feed herself to Cassidy oh no yeah. well
1: that's where you were going <laughs> that's where I was
0: going and then we see her walking down this hall in the horror shot and the phone rings
1: mm-hmm. and it's the mayor's phone back in Odin Kincanon's office where he's watching two of his employees fight for fun because uh, Jesse just just screwed the pooch on that one oh yeah because I, I I think that Odin Kincannon would have been completely content for the rest of his life to not be a sociopathic, psychotic monster if Jesse had not told him to serve God.
0: I think he would have been a sociopathic, psychotic monster anyway. I think he broke. I think he broke when his family was killed, and he's but been. That was tw- he's been a monster. Bro- he, but yeah, but he's still been a monster.
1: But he wasn't. He was. He was. Oh no! I don't want to do business with these people, so I'm not going to meet with them. Not. Oh no! I don't want to do business with these people, so I'm going to invite them to my office and then mow them down with. Well, them sure. That's when we.
0: That's, that's when we saw him murder those people. We don't know how. Remember, we saw him. We saw him basically, evict those people
1: But he did it in such a nice efficient way and he wasn't gonna
0: kill them. Well I well I know, but the thing is he's I think he's I don't know, it's really hard to tell at this point because this this show is full of people who are crazy. Yes. And and even admin lady, the the mm-hmm. sweet, gentle, loving mother of three, carrying a torch for Jesse, trying her best to make sure the church runs well. Just A nice, kind, murdering, vampire feeding, ditching her terrible boyfriend, in pitching, locking him in a room with a starving vampire.
1: That was delightful. Oh, God,
0: it was hysterical. You know
1: it? (laughs) <laughs> because when he shows up and he's like, I'm going to save my girl. And he's already like started to overcross his bounds by like, I'm going to spend the night. Let's let the kids know that we're in this relationship and blah, de, de, blah, de, de, blah. And so and so he was asking for it, frankly.
0: Well, I, and, and even before this, when Tulip is basically telling her that, you know, this is what's going on. You know, she's like, you can have Jesse and you can. And she's like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, I don't I don't. Jesse's not my boyfriend. My boyfriend's the mayor. He's really nice, and he's the mayor, and he's really nice, Ugh. and he's the mayor, and he's really nice, nice. yeah.
1: And then she
0: feeds, feeds him to like it. a vampire, <laughs> and my
1: sister was like, I called it! I knew this was going to happen!
0: Yeah, but she didn't see hell coming.
1: Mm. No, I didn't get that at
0: all. No, um, she didn't. She's not very bright, Tim. Oh, well.
1: So, you know... We're not, we're not the smartest family on the uptake. Like we can sometimes sit there and be like, "Oh, okay." Uh-huh. You've heard me say that before. Like, "All oh, right."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Anyway, so we've gone through everybody except for Jesse.
0: Except for Jesse, because Jesse, um, Jesse is having his just an interesting day. He, well, he's. He's had his, his realization. He's had you know last episode last episode was the point where he starts to to get his head back on straight. Right. And here he's trying to reconnect with the people who matter to him. And, and that's Cassidy and Tulip. Right. Because Admin Lady, as wonderful she is, is kind of like a loyal pet. <laughs> you know? I mean it's, it's, it's true. It's horrible, but it's true. So he goes to find Tulip. And finds admin letting try letting the animals free. Yes. And then he finds And she's just like, yeah. like
1: she doesn't even mention that she fed
0: the mare to or to Cassidy. She's like,
1: I gotta go get my kids, I'll see you later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he then he goes everything. in and he finds the room with Cassidy in it, and they have a heart to heart. And we find out that we were wrong because Jesse put Cassidy out. Yes. We thought he didn't. Yes. I was under the impression that Cassidy was left to burn. But I guess he let, let him burn for a while. A minute. Because he was very crispy.
1: Ah, uh, just a minute.
0: Slightly more than a minute, I'm thinking. And he didn't put him out so much as he looks like he dragged him into the dark, into the shadow. Um, so, yeah, kind of. Cassidy has looked better. Mm. But they did have a good discussion about the fact That's that. That's right, he has. Yeah. <laughs> they did have a discussion about the nature of their friendship. Right. Uh, and they reconnect. Don't bury the mayor. To because, yeah, you know, because it is the mark of a good friendship if they will help you bury the body.
1: I just can't even tell you how many times.
0: Um, and certainly hide the body in an inaccessible place because mm. burying the body is not enough. You have to bury the body in a place that it cannot easily be found. Yeah, yeah I've, I've
1: explained to you that I
0: can't go to Home Depot to buy lime anymore. Right. Yeah, well, okay, you do not buy it in bulk. You've got to go around to different stores and buy but, it smaller yeah. amounts. I mean, you don't want to leave like... But it's just so convenient. It's
1: right over there. I it's know. Like it is
0: very, very close. I, I know.
1: So.
0: That's why I don't get mine from... But perhaps we've said too much. Let's move on. The views of this (laughs) podcast do not represent those of sci-fi for me and horror for me. um, Except when we do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For legal purposes. Please
1: send your complaints
0: to... Never mind. Anyway. On advice of counsel... um, (laughs)
1: <laughs> have we covered
0: everything? So wait, because no, we do. Wow. We uh, Tulip does make it down to Albuquerque. All right, and finds Carlos. Yes, who I does not she's... look as though he's going to have a good day.
1: No, she's going to do some fun stuff to him with a meat cleaver or and no, a a meat, tenderizer. meat tenderizer.
0: And and um, I think, uh, yeah, his day's not going to go well. But Jesse leaves her a voice message, right? Saying, "I had pancakes. I remember um, you and pancakes yeah, and M and M's."
1: Um, love is a many-splendored thing, and I can't wait to love your lovingness again.
0: Right. Something along those lines. Yes. So where we leave off here is we've got Odin expecting Jesse back on Sunday, because Jesse's going to...
1: The sheriff expecting Jesse Sunday. Everybody expecting on Jesse.
0: Jesse has the angel phone. Yes. Um, where they bury the mayor is the same grave that Cassidy's been dumping his angel bodies in, which is a very strange thing to say. Hmm. But it's the grave that he dumped the earlier bodies of our two angels. Uh, right. And so he gives the severed hand of one of those to Jesse so that he can use it to run the phone. Right. Because human hands won't make it work, apparently. Um, that's where they put the mayor and the animals that, that uh, Cassidy's eaten lately. And it's another bonding moment, like, it, like you have, over, over an open grave. And uh, so it's all building up to Sunday. Sunday is where, next episode is where everything seems to happen. We've got, because whatever whatever Tulip does with Carlos and Albuquerque, she's coming back for Jesse. Cassidy and Jesse have uh, patched things up. Yes. Now it's just time for Tulip and Jesse. Right. And the Saint of Killers is going to have the job to kill... And I think we really are building up to what was essentially the first episode of the comic, which is basically the entire church gets slaughtered by by the Genesis. Well, I guess maybe maybe Saint Genesis? of Killers now. Maybe. So anyway, um, oh, it's unfortunate there's only one episode left as far as we know, but we'll come. It'll be oh, it'll be okay. back. Obviously, this has been a very popular show, and it's been yeah. a lot of fun. We've had a good time watching this. Yeah, it's been good.
1: So until next time,
0: yes, uh, please join us again next week when we return to this um, and if you happen to be finding this on podcast dot com thank you very much we we can see what kind of numbers we're getting when people download or listen to stuff from podcast dot com uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, if you would leave us a a note or you know a comment or rate us because we can't they don't give us those numbers, so we'd like to like to hear what you think so Uh, Sure. um, And you can find us on Sci-Fi for Me and Horror for Me, and on I
1: usually tweet, but tonight I was
0: right into it. And we, you know, we get on. uh, uh, You can follow us on Twitter, Sci-Fi for Me, uh, and Horror for Me on Twitter as well. Thanks for listening, folks. We will see you next week. Thank you, Dustin.
1: Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Katie. And thank you, Mother. My mother is dead, so I'm gonna have to uh, make another trip. Maybe (laughs) you know? Do you think that Ace?
0: No, they're not open this late, though. Oh, damn it. First thing All in the morning. Right. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. <laughs>